0: What's up and welcome back to the Being in a Band podcast. I'm your host, Monica Strutt, and I am so glad that we are chatting again today. I'm coming to you with a bit of an ask me anything episode. And this particular question that I got in the DMs the other week is something that I know a lot of you can relate to. Whilst this question is quite specific, it touches upon many of the negative thoughts that we have surrounding our music career feeling our music career isn't progressing fast enough, jealousy, feeling left behind when others are doing better than us. These are all feelings that I have experienced and that I know you've experienced because I don't think I've ever spoken to a musician, no matter what level they're at, that doesn't feel like they could be doing more in their careers. But before we dive in to this juicy topic, I wanted to catch you up on what's been happening with me. So I had an extremely boring weekend because I am actually going to be on tour from next weekend for the next five weeks. Now on tour in Australia looks so different to the rest of the world. Basically, I'm just playing shows every weekend in a different state. But I've been quite sick for a lot of this year. I had COVID, then I had the super flu, and I've just had like a lot of colds and flus. So I stayed in, given the fact that we're just about to embark on a crazy run of shows. So it's all kicking off this week and with the Sunk Lotto supports. So Sunk Lotto are like Australian metal royalty and they have just reunited after 15 years. So we're starting in the Gold Coast, Brisbane, and then the following weekend we're doing another Brisbane show. That one sold out and so they added the second Brisbane show the previous weekend And since we're playing Brisbane two weekends in a row, I didn't feel like it was worth it to come back to Melbourne, especially because we are in the depths of winter here. Melbourne is one of the coldest cities in Australia. Um, So I'm like, why not just stay up in Brisbane the week? I work for myself, so I totally have the ability to do that. It would make much more sense to take the money that I would spend on flights and use it to spend on accommodation for staying the week up there. I'm also going to be catching up with a few friends up in Queensland, which I'm very, very excited about who I haven't seen in many years since probably before like COVID and stuff. And I'm really excited as well because things like travel, hotels, Even like cute, like cheap motels that you like see in the movies, which I totally intend to stay in when I'm up up on the Gold Coast because there's so many like cool motels up there with like neon signs and they're like kind of dingy and it's just like a rock and roll vibe for me. Combined with the warmer weather, I know that this is going to be a week where hopefully I'm going to be feeling really, really inspired I started my business in 2018, and this is totally one of the reasons why I have been working relentlessly to get to the point where I'm at. I want to just be able to stay up on the Gold Coast and escape the freezing cold Melbourne winter and not have to waste time traveling back and forth because I have to go to work the week in between these shows. This is why I do what I do, and this is why I'm so passionate about starting a business so that you can have the freedom to actually enjoy your life. And so I never take these types of opportunities or situations for granted. I feel such deep gratitude that I am able to do this and As well, like the most important thing to me as a creative is being inspired and it's really going to fuel my energy so much, which in turn is going to be relayed back to the band, back to the business and the clients that I serve and the content that I create online. So it's very, very important to me. And yeah, I'm just like super grateful and really, really excited. So that's kicking off this weekend until the following weekend. Then we are playing the Bones Alternative Queer Party East Coast run. So we're headlining a run of shows. Uh, it's a club night in Melbourne, Sydney, and again back up in Brisbane. It's our first headline shows. So um, if you are in one of those cities and you haven't got a ticket yet, please grab one and support us. It would mean the absolute world. And, you know, anytime you do a headline show or a headline tour like this, it is a huge kind of check in about how your career is going, you know, who's buying tickets to come out and see you. And yeah, it's just a good sense check to where you're at. So it's especially important if you see your mates bands do headline shows for the first time, go and support them. And yeah, I'll leave the info below. So if you want to come along, you can. And then after that, we got Big Sound. So holy shit, Big Sound is a music festival and music industry conference and showcase here in Australia. Australia. It happens once a year. The equivalent overseas is like Great Escape in the UK or South by Southwest in the US. And not only is it a huge opportunity because it's a music festival and you get to play in front of new audiences, but it's also a huge opportunity in things such as team growth because industry people from all over the world fly out to Big Sound to basically scout the talent. It is just one of those showcases that is legitimate and actually moves bands forward. So I've been going every single year. The first year I went as a music journalist representing the um, publication I was working for and I actually did my very first ever interview with a band. I'd been like reviewing and stuff for years but my first ever interview was at Big Sound 2017 with Polaris by the hotel pool that we were staying in. There was like this vibe around them and so I remember the um, the owner of Heavy, the publication I was working for, was like yeah we need to kind of convey them as like rock stars and so we did this interview by the pool. It was like yeah, it was just such a vibe. I don't think it ever went live though for some reason. I think he like ran out of time to edit it or maybe the audio wasn't good or I don't know. It never ended up going going live, but anyway, that was my first ever interview that I did. And then the second time I went to Big Sound, I represented myself as a consultant and so you know, at Big Sound, it's not just about like seeing the bands and stuff, but it's also about the networking between industry people. There's also a bunch of workshops. So I got to sit down with, you know, the manager of uh, of Mice and Men, for example, and the booker of Download Festival in the UK and basically pick their brain. So it's an incredible opportunity. If you're an Australian band and you applied for Big Sound but you didn't get in, I would encourage you to purchase a delegate pass anyway. I know they're expensive. They're like $600, but you'll get access to the whole festival, the parties, um, which is honestly where a lot of the networking happens, but also the workshops and seminars and stuff that go on because it's a music festival, it's a showcase, but also it's a conference and there's a huge educational component to Big Sound. Um, It's just such a vibe. You really have to experience it to understand it. But anyway, it's been a bucket list item to play because the first year that I went when I was a journalist, I didn't have a band and I remember feeling this like immense imposter syndrome or I don't know. I had such weird feelings about it because I was going as industry, but I was meeting all these people and they didn't know that I was also a musician, which is probably for the best because it meant that I didn't have like any ulterior motives except for doing the job at hand. Um, And then the second year that I went, my band had applied for Big Sound, but we didn't actually get it. And so, yeah, it's absolutely a bucket list item. And we definitely have some very clear goals that we want to achieve by playing Big Sound. And yeah, obviously, I will share and document my experiences as always. I mean, in 2019, when I went, I did a vlog. So you can totally check that out on YouTube if you just search for my channel, Monica Strutt. Then we have a bunch of other shows happening in October through November and the end of the year, so uh, we'll be announcing those soon. And it really feels like the band's in a period of rapid growth right now, and this is only going to be hopefully further bolstered by the fact that we have two more singles dropping very soon. One's going to be dropping in a couple of weeks, which if you were at the Black Veil Brides shows, you would have already heard the song live, and the reception was absolutely immense (laughs) Um, I've never had such a strong reception to an unreleased song like just from people hearing it live Um, and then we also have another one in the works which I just got the mix back for on the weekend I definitely feel that these songs are a step up even from our last EP and It's like I'm doing more screams, but the vocals are more catchy. The guitars are more dirty. Like, I just feel like the songwriting is elevated. And we actually have a meeting tonight to discuss the rollout of the first new single that we're going to be releasing. So I'm very, very excited. Here's the thing. We hope that this release is going to move our band forward significantly more than any other release has done in the past. And That's what you should be thinking about in your music career. It's like you need to have a reason for everything that you do and every step that you take needs to be a step forward. So that means that we're not just releasing music because we like to create music and we want people to hear it. It's like, what is the reason behind this music release and the timing behind the music release? So, for example, this next single, it's going to be timed right before our headline tour with Bones because... The PR is going to help promote these shows and also it just means that there's going to be a lot of hype surrounding the band hopefully. I keep saying hopefully but I'm just going to fucking own it. There's going to be a lot of hype surrounding the band um, that is going to further be bolstered by, you know, live photos and footage of us playing this tour and the fans that we're going to be exposed to from playing this club night. Because the good thing about club nights is it's not just up to us to bring people through the door. It's a club night. So people are just going to be going regardless of the bands that are playing. But when putting together your plans for your band, every decision that you make needs to be working towards certain goals. And every release that you put out needs to to move your band forward. Every show that you play needs to be moving your band forward. So many musicians aren't thinking about why. Why are you taking certain actions in your career? And first of all, it comes from often a lack of goals and understanding, okay, well, what goals do I need to set in order to move to the next level, but also the steps that it takes to achieve those goals and taking calculated risks. Oh my God. Taking calculated risks is one of the biggest things in any business, but especially your music career, because there is so much output of energy, time, Fucking money at the start, but if you hold back on making those calculated investments of all three of those things, then it can actually stall your progress. A big example is we're going to Queensland four times in a period of six weeks. Now, flights at the moment, especially from Melbourne to Brisbane or Melbourne to the Gold Coast, they're they're not cheap, right? And so every time we have to fork out like four or five hundred dollars each for each time that we need to go up and travel that can feel like a huge hit to the wallet and there's the temptation of being like okay you know is this show going to be worth it and that's ultimately the question that we have to ask okay the sunk lotto shows are sold out a thousand people per show that we're going to be able to play in front of. We're going to be able to recoup from merch because if you listen to my last podcast episode where I talked about the Black Bride supports, um, we made back all of our, expenses in pretty much merch alone Um, we also had free accommodation in Sydney which helped but you know we know that we have the ability to sell merch we've ordered specific pieces of merch that we know will appeal to this fan base as well to help us along our way the decision to play those shows was a calculated risk yes there were thousands of dollars that we had to outlay in ordering merch and in flights and accommodation and car hire but It's a calculated risk because of the fans that we'll be able to play in front of and between the guarantee and the merch sales, we know that we're going to be able to recoup our costs whilst gaining new fans in the process. And these shows are also going to play into our ability to sell tickets when we're up there again for the Bones tour. We already played Brisbane once this year for Halloween Hysteria, and we know that we converted fans from that show, even though we were earlier on in the bill and we were on one of the smaller stages, we still converted fans. So That combined with the three sunk lotto shows that we're playing between Gold Coast and Brisbane, we know that we'll be able to convert fans who are in turn hopefully going to buy tickets to our headline Bones show that we're playing only a couple of weeks later. And there are things that we're going to be doing on a behind the scenes and marketing standpoint that is going to further support that. Playing big sound as well. Again, more flights and Airbnb because we want to make sure that we are rested and comfortable since we're going to be staying there for a week. Again, another huge investment on our part, but you only have to look at the track record of bands that have played big sound before to know what a massive, massive opportunity this is in growing a team and getting exposure and just progressing to the next level in your career. Investing a couple of grand, it's like investing in anything like advertising or whatnot. It can feel scary, but ultimately it's a calculated risk. And so many artists are afraid to invest in their career to grow their fan base and get bigger opportunities because, like I keep saying, every release – needs to have a reason. It needs to move your band forward. And this is exactly what I help artists with. I have places open for my four month mentorship where we will plan and execute your next release. We will do so in a way that is calculated, in a way that grows your fan base, in a way that gets you and your music and your band in front of the right industry people for bigger opportunities You're going to learn skills that you rinse and repeat for every single release to come. You're going to have me in your back pocket daily supporting you with any actions that you need to take from what to post on social media to freaking out the day before release because you're scared of how it's going to be received anything to do with strategy or mindset, I will be your coach helping you through this process. As a direct result of the success of the releases that I've helped past clients have, they've been approached by labels, booking agents, management, and That's a great milestone within itself because it means other people see potential in you and it really just shows the progress that you've made on the local level in generating a buzz. And look, I teach all the skills to be self-sufficient so that you don't need a manager, you don't need a label, you don't need a booking agent to get to a certain point in your career. I'm not going to lie to you and pretend like having these people on your team isn't going to supercharge your progress. But why I teach artists to be self-sufficient is because I've seen too many of my peers get the wrong people on their team that don't do shit for their career and actually keep them stuck in the same place for longer. Even just last week, I had not one but two bands that I've worked with get announced as supports on the upcoming Dropout Kings tour. This is at least one of them's first international support show, and of course, it's going to get them exposure to the fans of Dropout Kings, and it also gives them great credibility to be offered further opportunities like this in future. And ultimately, you can keep doing what you're doing and just hope that it all pans out in another couple of years, but let me tell you that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. The purpose of working with a coach is I've been where you are before. I can probably tell you in like 28 seconds what you're doing wrong that may take you three years to figure out on your own. So I'm taking bookings between now and the end of the year. If you have a single, an EP or an album coming out between now and then, then absolutely hit me up. I'll leave the link in the description, but you can head to monicastrutcom slash band coaching or DM me on Instagram at monicastrutt or any of my other social media platforms. Let's jump on a Zoom call, chat further and make sure that it's the right fit and we can get the ball rolling. We'll have two Zoom meetings a month. You can message me every single day of the week in between times as you implement the plan that we put into place. And you also get access to the Being in a Band Academy, which is my course on how to turn music into a career. So again, head to monicastrutcom slash bandcoaching or hit me up on Instagram at monicastrutt to chat further. So let's dive in to today's podcast episode topic, which is really about how do you overcome that feeling of feeling left behind and seeing other people succeed and like you're just in the same spot that you've been for the past couple of years. And so I got this question last week and I'm going to keep it anonymous, but basically this person says... I've got a being in a band request that is dealing with seeing your ex bandmates forming their own new and better band and seeing them succeed, like getting all these gigs and releasing music and all the stuff that you want to do while you're starting from zero again. How do you stop that from making you feel like a failure or giving up on music? It's been a problem I've been dealing with for the better part of a year, and I'm struggling to move forward from it. So I know a lot of musicians that have had to deal with this exact situation and I don't recall myself being in this exact position, but I can absolutely relate to this feeling of feeling left behind, feeling like a failure and It's so easy to view the music industry as a competition and that if some people are getting opportunities, it in some way takes away from your ability to get opportunities. So in response to this question, the first thing that I want you to remember and understand is that bands and bandmates come and go. I've been in seven bands now. I started my first band when I was 13 years old. Some of my projects have been more serious than others. Others have been just uni bands or whatever. But for me, a band has always been like a second family. Being in a band is like co-parenting this creation, which is your music and your art, And the bond that you can have with your bandmates is really unlike anything. I mean, the closest thing that I can compare a band to is a relationship. So naturally, when that relationship breaks up, the band breaks up or people move on or even like feel like you're being cheated on by them being in other projects and putting more time and effort into other projects, like any relationship, there's going to be a mourning period. It sucks. It sucks when you're in a band that you think is going to be the one and it doesn't work out. And it sucks even more to be watching, you know, your significant others be so happy in these other relationships. Meanwhile, you're alone and miserable and questioning, you know, your life choices, right? I had this experience when my previous project that I was in for six years broke up. It was a gradual process, a couple of the members had other projects that they decided their hearts were in more, which is fine, you know, I've been in projects too that my heart wasn't in and I totally get it. And I just felt that I needed a clean slate. It was time. It was time to move on. But it sucked because it really felt like that band was the one. This was the band I was going to be able to turn into my income stream and allow me to tour the world and achieve all of my dreams. So I felt incredibly lost when, as it turned out, it wasn't. But even so, that wasn't the first hurdle that we had had within this project. I actually had started that band with a guitarist who was from Indonesia. Well, I guess still is. And he was in Australia on a student visa. And the musical bond that we had was unlike anything that I had experienced. I always felt when we were together writing that he was in my head and he felt the same about me. There really is no other way to describe it other than the fact that I felt and he felt as well that we were musical soulmates and the relationship was totally platonic. Um, You know, we were just bandmates and friends, but it was this otherworldly connection that we seemed to have. And yeah, it was really fucking cool. And a couple of years into the band, he had some personal things going on in his life and he did unfortunately have to go back to Indonesia, even though he was originally planning on staying in Australia. Otherwise, I would have never started a band with him. And that was so hard because I didn't know if I would ever find someone to be able to replace him and I would be able to establish a creative connection with anyone else just because we were so incredibly close. I didn't know whether the band should continue. I didn't know if my music career would continue. Going through that really threw me for a loop. In the end, that band found not only one new guitarist, but two. We switched from being a one guitar band to a two guitar band. And of course, we did carry on to do some really cool things, which included later on touring Indonesia, which was quite the full circle moment. And one of the things that really helped me get through that experience was realizing that 99% of bands out there don't finish up with the same lineup that they started with. I mean, even look at Motley Crue, who I don't know, A, how all of the members are still alive, but B, you know, it's probably the only example where the current lineup is the same as the lineup that they started with. They still had a period where John Karabi became the singer of the band. Like I kind of said before, you know, I was worried that I wouldn't be able to write songs anymore without this guitarist there. Um, So what got me through and helped me overcome that hurdle was remembering that I've been writing songs since I was 12 years old. In fact, I have a piece of paper with lyrics on it from, you know, around the time I was eight years old. I'd been writing songs long before this guitarist came along and I would be writing songs long after as well. And each time my own bands have had lineup changes, without throwing any shade on any previous band members, ultimately it has always, always been for the best. The members that joined were always an upgrade. Either we just got along better as people, they were better musicians, they were more focused, that sort of thing. Everything happens for a reason and you need to trust the process and understand that your music career is not going to be this perfect linear thing. There are going to be ups and downs and the uh, comings and goings of band members and bands is just going to be a part of that journey for you. The second point that I want to talk about is in relation to the jealousy that we can feel when others in our industry are getting those bigger opportunities or are seemingly doing better than we are. The example in the question was referring to old bandmates and whilst so many of my old bandmates are absolutely killing it right now and I love them to death, that situation specifically hasn't made me feel intimidated or inadequate or anything like that but I've definitely felt those pangs of jealousy and I've definitely questioned my worth and my talent and my abilities within the music industry when I've seen my friends bands seemingly overtake where I'm at in my music career. It hasn't happened in quite a while, but I do remember those feelings pretty vividly. And especially when I was between bands, that was really, really difficult for me. I feel like a lot of musicians, myself included, have this looming fear about getting older and that it's too late to achieve certain goals within our careers, but this is simply not true. And I'm about to tell you one thing that is going to reframe any feelings of jealousy or inadequacy that you may feel As a result of watching others succeed, you are being shown what's possible. When you see your friends, previous bandmates, or just other bands in your local scene achieve the things that you want to achieve, that is the universe showing you what is possible. That's it. Use that as a confirmation that the dreams that you have are fucking attainable. Which brings me to my next point. Number three, you can use your rock bottom as your biggest comeback story ever. Part of the reason why I do this podcast is because... I have had a lot of low lows in my career. I've completely lost my identity in previous projects. I have made many, many mistakes. But put simply, I've turned those moments into a fucking business, which now allows me to alchemize those negative experiences into positive ones for my clients, sharing the lessons that I've learned so that they don't make the same mistakes that I did so that I can give them the support that I never had and helping them overcome their challenges as well. It also allows me to earn money on my own terms so that I have the freedom to work from a tour bus or work from the Gold Coast like I'm doing next week. Imagine if your career path was just waking up one day, realizing you want to be a musician and then everything was just really easy. Boring! Your story is created through all the shit that you have to deal with and the person you've had to become on the way to achieving those goals. You're not going to inspire anyone if you just live a life where everything was always working out for you. Here's something else I like to tell myself whenever I'm feeling down and out. This is just added content for the autobiography. I want that fucking book to be interesting and to be filled with not only the good times, but the bad times and help share my journey so that other people can feel less alone and teach people how I got through certain challenges in my life. Use this situation as your biggest comeback story ever. My current band, The Last Martyr, is way ahead of where that previous band that I spent months crying over, feeling depressed, way further ahead than my previous band in only half the time. Imagine if I'd given up after I sold Anything that was worth a dime, packed up everything else in a car and drove my ass down to Melbourne, not even knowing where I was going to live, who I was going to stay with. And then after nine months, still wasn't in a new band, despite the fact that every single fucking week I was talking to musicians, working on myself, overcoming the burnout that I had from the previous project. I wouldn't have played Unify, I wouldn't have supported Black Veil Brides, I wouldn't have helped over 100 musicians through my courses and through thousands more through my podcast. So like I said, I thought that band was the one. I thought that my previous project that I was in for six years that I toured internationally with and nationally and started to get like bigger supports and like industry interest and everything like that, I thought that was the one. And then it fell apart. I fell apart. But then I rebuilt myself. Your music career is not a linear experience. Everything that you go through is going to be fuel for the next thing that you're going to go through. As I said, all of the lessons that I learned in my previous projects, as well as what I did in the wake of the lack of that project, which was supercharge my music journalist career, get into digital marketing and study the modern music industry. All of that shit helped me create the best plan possible for my new project. Then that project started to build momentum and then the pandemic hit and we had two years of, again, feeling like we weren't moving forward, questioning whether a music career was for me, trying to record an EP between lockdowns over Zoom, two years where I felt like a part of my soul was missing because I wasn't able to move forward in my music career. But what did I do? I channeled that into my business. My business went from side hustle to my full-time job. And I remembered that lesson that I learned when for over nine months after moving to a new city, I still wasn't in a new band and using that time to plan and created the best fucking plan that I ever could for when we could release a new single. That single gave us more growth in 12 months than I've ever experienced in my music career prior. Your music career is not linear. So my advice to this person in the in the meantime between their message and me being able to record this podcast says I would be getting very clear on what you want from a new project. What do you want from a new project? What are your goals? What types of people do you want to be in a band with? What genre of music and even how do you want to brand yourself visually? Everything happens for a reason and the clearer that you are on exactly what you want from a new project, the more that you will draw the right experiences, people and opportunities to you to have more focus and determination than ever before everything that I've achieved so far in The Last Smarter is by design. Every single thing that I've ticked off from the bucket list, from the festivals that I've played, from the people that have joined the team, from the publications that I've been featured in, all of this was at one stage on a vision board. I got so clear about my goals, the people that I wanted to work with, the types of shows that I wanted to play, what I wanted to sound like. I also worked on my craft. It left no time to fuck around once I did have a band or after COVID once we could film a video and release a single after two years. Before I started my business I got so clear on the lifestyle that I wanted, what I wanted my days to consist of, the fact that on Friday I wasn't feeling very inspired to work so I just dawdled around Fitzroy and went op shopping. Like that is the lifestyle that I've intentionally created for myself. It all starts on getting clear on what do you want. So let's recap. My first point is to understand that bands and bandmates come and go and everything happens for a reason. Two, don't feel jealous. Understand that you're being shown what's possible. Three, use your rock bottom as your biggest comeback story ever. Use those lows to fuel the fire. And four, your music career is not a linear experience. Everything that's happened to you in your life before this moment makes you who you are. And like Steve Jobs says, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect the dots looking backwards. So trust the process, have fun, do what you can, which is often planning and getting clear on those goals. And eventually when the time is right, it's going to happen because the only way to fail is to give up. If you keep going on the path that you're going, just keep moving forward in any way that you can, you're going to get to your destination. Now, for those who don't know, yes, I am heavily into the strategy of growing a music career, but I'm also super into the energetics. What you put out into the world will come back to you and what you focus on expands. So that's why it's so important to master your mindset and work on things like confidence and also using tools such as vision boards and whatnot to get really clear on your goals so that you can bring those things closer to you. They'll appear in the quantum before they appear in your reality. And as they say, if you can think it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand. A big part of all of this is knowing yourself, trusting your intuition, and one of the tools that I use to really tap into my intuition as well as universal guidance is tarot cards. So I decided to do a tarot card reading for this question as well, just to uh, clarify some of my thoughts around the experience of this person and the experiences that you perhaps who are listening to this maybe having or have had and the way that I pull cards is I just shuffle them haphazardly and whatever falls out of the deck is the card that is meant to be in the reading. I only wanted one card for this reading but three fell out and they fell out in a very specific order. So the first card is the Four of Crystals otherwise in traditional tarot known as the four of coins. The second card was the tower, which is like a major arcana. So it's always, the tower is one of like the scariest cards <laughs> I think that you can get in the tarot deck, but it's actually um, one of my favorites as well because it, it means like rapid transformation. And the third card was the knight of wands. So I'm just going to read from the guide here on what each of these cards mean. And when I actually read the descriptions before I pressed record on this episode, I was shook by the accuracy of this reading. So so the first card was the Four of Crystals and the description says... Although you have reached a wonderful state of success, it may be a good time to take a closer look at your priorities. Are you spending too much time focusing on materialistic things or personal affluence, such as possessions, the accumulation of wealth or social status? You should continue to take pride in all you've achieved, but not let the illusion of physical wealth get in the way of who you really are. This can indicate the desire for stability, settling or a conservative lifestyle that prevents any risk taking behavior. It can reflect on hoarding or negative attachments that stunt personal growth or change. Is there a void you're trying to fill emotionally by holding onto these things that mask a sense of security in your life? So to me, it's about acknowledging how far you've come and what you've achieved in your previous band, the connections that you've made in the process and what you've learned in the process. Again, taking those lessons and applying them to your future. And not getting so caught up on the fact that other people are doing better than you, not focusing too much time on external validation that you do get through achieving things through your band. I feel like whenever we go through lineup changes or a band breakup, we always need to reflect on those interpersonal relationships and let go of any resentment or anything that essentially keeps us in the past stuck and not being able to move forward. Sometimes you can work through these things with your bandmates and having, you know, a chat for like closure or whatever. Uh, But most of the time, this is just going to be personal self-reflection. So I really encourage you, this may be a time where you reach out to a psychologist or a counselor to talk through your experiences I also offer one-on-one consultations where we don't approach it from a psychological perspective because, of course, I'm not a psychologist, but I'm able to coach you through from a personal development and experiential perspective. But a helpful task in the meantime is writing down five lessons that you learned in your previous project. And how you're going to apply that to your life or your next project. Also consciously forgiving anyone that has done you wrong or forgiving yourself for, you know, if you did others wrong in this particular situation. The second card that I drew was the tower. The tower indicates a period of complete or sudden change. You may experience a sense of insecurity or loss as if your world has been flipped upside down. This can also denote situations in which the mind, body and spirit are not working in harmony due to passive or unhealthy life choices. Rigid thinking, isolation or ignoring the challenges along the way may inevitably reach a breaking point. The tower encourages you to examine old patterns or systems of belief, leading to fresh perspectives that are transformational and positive in the long run. This card may also indicate a breakthrough in consciousness, which allows you to recognize your own personal growth through the purging of unnecessary burdens in your life. I mean, isn't that just what I just said, basically? What is the greater lesson to be learned? Know that for every difficult situation we face, we are forced to grow from experience. Liberation comes from letting go and moving forward. And sometimes to do this, we have to hit a low point. I mean, what the fuck? Like, I didn't even read this full description before I started recording this episode. But here we are. Without the dark, there is no light. And here's something you can ask yourself. Am I ready to face my own feelings throughout this stress and chaos? What have I learned from this experience? How will I cope with these these energies? Additional meanings, loss of stability, abandoning old relationships, transformation, moving into the unknown, inevitable changes, upheaval, liberation, new beginnings. The third and final card is the Knight of Wands. And even though these three cards jumped out at the same time, this card was at the back. So I've read them in the order that they appeared to me. And this tells me that this card speaks to the result. If you're able to move through what the first two cards are telling you. And in fact, a lot of tarot readers would say that the first card is your past. The second card is the present and the third card is the future. So you can also look at it like that. So the Knight of Wands, the message, after everything you've worked towards and experienced, your personal goals and ambitions have become crystal clear. You have the self-determination to make things ha- to make things happen and the courage and conviction to pursue your dreams with confidence and ease. Make sure to plan accordingly. You may feel too or you may feel too rushed along the way. I mean, I've just been talking about a plan this whole fucking time. And again, I didn't read this full description when I pulled these cards because I wanted to read them on the podcast, but now is the time to create a plan. The Knight of Wands is self-assured, fearless, confident, and restless. So whilst you may feel like you're in a rush to get to this next level in your career, take the time to do the reflection that you need to do in order to reach this point. But you have everything that you need in your power right now to make your dreams happen, I'm telling you now. Uh, So if you resonate with this message, anyone listening to this, then please send me a DM on Instagram at Monica Strutt. I would love to hear from you. I don't know if I've ever done a tarot reading on the podcast before. I've done them occasionally within like my membership and stuff on calls, like when I get more of these, um, you know, these sort of like self-confidence mindset Based questions as opposed to strategy. I often use tarot as a resource. And in fact, I actually have this Oracle card deck, which is called the Music Oracles. And each card is like a different musician from Bjork to Prince. Anyway, I, um, I wanted to wrap up this episode by pulling out a card from this deck and I got Grace Jones. And within each card, there's an attitude, lifestyle and inspirational quote. So the attitude of Grace Jones is learn to be your own sugar daddy. And I really think that this is about being self-sufficient, self-reliant and not relying on anyone else to determine your future. The lifestyle quote is harness the power of an unexploded bomb, always waiting, always ticking. And again, I think this refers back to the plan and how much potential there is inside of you, and it's just going to become abundantly clear in time. Then the inspirational quote is, to ensure survival, prey must become hunter. And to me, this isn't about being passive in pursuit of your goals. This is about taking action and again, realizing your own power and the ability to create the life that you want And it all starts with getting clear about what we want and making sure every single decision that we make in life moves towards those goals. So that's it for today. What an absolutely massive episode this was. I did not expect it to be going for almost an hour. If you did enjoy this episode, of course, I would love to hear from you. Just send me a DM over on Instagram, but it would actually mean a lot to me if you left me a five star review on Apple Podcasts. And also if you shared this episode from Spotify onto your stories, or just if you don't use Spotify, take a screenshot, share it on your stories and tag me at Monica Strutt, because I really think that particularly today's message is one that a lot of us really needed to hear. And we need more examples of people living the life that they want and showing others what is possible in order for us to become our most authentic, truest selves. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you next time. Bye.